The Children Trap The Biblical Blueprint for Education This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit garynorth.com forward slash freebooks to download this book. Introduction This is a book for slow learners, not children, parents. Specifically, it is a book for Christian parents. For well over a century, Christians have refused to face the facts about public education, meaning government education, meaning taxpayer-financed education. These days, the facts are on the front pages of the daily newspapers. Pomerantz gets 25 years for sex crimes. This is the headline that appeared in a Northern Virginia newspaper on March 17, 1986. The article begins, quote, A Fairfax Circuit Court judge has sentenced former school psychologist Arthur S. Pomerantz to 25 years in prison for sex crimes involving teenage boys, end quote. The school system that Arthur S. Pomerantz served as a psychologist was none other than the Fairfax County Public Schools, one of the largest and most respected public school systems in the United States. According to the article, quote, Pomerantz began working for the Fairfax County Schools in 1965 and resigned in 1984. After his arrest, school officials admitted they knew Pomerantz had been the target of a juvenile sex investigation as early as 1981, but allowed him to keep his job because no criminal charges had been filed. End quote. Chicago teachers to be fingerprinted. I didn't see that headline, but I heard on the radio a few nights ago that the Chicago school system wants to fingerprint all their teachers. They want to find out whether any of them have a criminal record. The report is that several of them have turned out to be child molesters. Christian parents. It is one o'clock in the afternoon. Do you know who is counselling your little boy? Do you know what your seven-year-old daughter is being taught? Is there a crisis in the public schools? You bet there is. Last night I saw some inner-city kids on TV talking about the violence in their schools. They want to do something about the guns in the classrooms. One of them said, quote, I don't need a gun. I've got my fists. End quote. The crisis is moral. God is out, so guns are in. Prayer is out, so profanity and permissiveness is in. Last week, the Reverend Jesse Jackson spoke at our local high school for two hours. He invited those who had used dope to come down to the altar to confess. The teachers and counsellors expressed surprise that so many came. A vast majority. The public schools are going to pot, literally, and to cocaine, and PCP, and whatever. As one lady whose kids attended the public schools put it to me quite bluntly and accurately, Public schools stink! I didn't say it. She did. She spoke from experience. This is where taxpayer-financed education has led us. Yet, it was originally preached by its promoters as a way to make people righteous, a way to save the world. If you can read this, thank a teacher. That's what a local bumper sticker says. I've thought of changing it in various ways. For instance, if you can't read this, blame a teacher. The sad thing is that all too many cannot read the bumper sticker. We're told that there are 26 million adult Americans 
who cannot read or write at all. The National Institute of Education says that 47% of 17-year-old minority youths are illiterate and that 60% of inmates in correctional institutions are unable to read. Obviously, there is an academic crisis in education today. The fault lies with the system, no matter how much they try to put the blame elsewhere. Jacques Barzun, who spent 48 years at Columbia, states in his Teacher in America, quote, The once proud and efficient public school system in the United States, especially its unique free high school for all, has turned into a wasteland where violence and vice share the time with ignorance and idleness, besides serving as a battleground for vested interests, social, political and economic, end quote. To light a candle. God tells us in the Bible that we will reap what we sow. I do not need to belabor the point that the public schools in America are bad and getting worse. They are getting plenty of criticism from within the system. I am not surprised that public school teachers frequently send their own children to Christian schools. I am not going to write another book bashing the public school system, nor am I interested in reforming the public schools. That is a waste of time. I decided a long time ago that it is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. My interest is in the establishment of Christian schools throughout the world and the eventual abolition of all public schools. This is based on the conviction that the only solution to the moral and academic crises in education is a system of education based on the word of God. Quote, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labour in vain who build it. End quote. Psalm 127, verse 1. The most important issue in education today involves the question of control. The question of control centres on the matter of responsibility. Just who is responsible for education? The other issue has to do with the content of education. What is the purpose of education? How does a Christian education differ from a public school education? Humanists have always been in control. Quote, the teachers are in charge of the classroom, the students control the restrooms, and the halls are in no man's land. End quote. That is the way a public school board member in a wealthy suburban county described one large junior-senior high school. The question, who should control education, is the major issue in education today. The battles in the courts, in the legislatures and before zoning boards all centre around the issue of control. The legal battles are recent, but the issues have been with us since the early 1800s. Some parents may think back fondly to the, quote, good old days, unquote, when, quote, good people ran good public schools, unquote. That memory is as mythical as the wilderness Hebrews' memory of the leeks and onions of Egypt. They had been in slavery, but they remembered only the occasional benefits. The Egyptians deliberately designed the American public school system to be the primary means of enslaving Christians and reducing their cultural influence by taking, quote, professional, unquote, control over education of Christian children at the expense of their parents as taxpayers. Anyone who doubts this statement 
needs to read R.J. Rushdoony's book, The Messianic Character of American Education, 1963, especially the chapter on the founder of modern public education in America, Horace Mann. They openly admitted what they were doing in their own books and their, quote, professional journals, unquote. When I was a kid in elementary school, what we call grade school in eastern Ohio, I knew who was in charge. I thought of this school as a jail. I would have understood the title of William F. Rickenbacker's book, The Twelve-Year Sentence. We kids were taught to dread the real jail, where we were told the prisoners were given only bread and water. I did well in school, but I always looked upon the school as a jail because we were required to go there. I knew my parents would be in trouble if I didn't go to school. The government had a man who showed up from time to time to check on our attendance at school. He was called the truant officer. I knew him as the troll officer. That's what it sounded like to me. I had read about trolls in a reading book and I knew they were bad guys. The government was firmly in charge of our education. Our local Presbyterian preacher, who didn't believe the Bible was the infallible word of God, came in to teach a religion class once a week. That was the old release time system of allowing religion to be taught in the schools. The Supreme Court later made release time in public school buildings illegal. But religion was always being taught in the schools. Our principal was never seen to darken the door of a church. He said in class that human beings were like cows or dogs. When they were dead, that was the end of them. This was my introduction to two major issues in education. Number one, who is in control? Number two, what is going to be taught in the schools? I learned about humanism at an early age. I became a humanist. I decided at age 13 to become a minister. I was idealistic. I wanted to help people. But I was a humanist just the same. I went on to a humanistic high school, then to a humanistic, quote, Christian, unquote, college. In grade school and high school, no one challenged the humanism. Everyone just seemed to accept it. It was the normal way to believe. No one had suggested there might be a contradiction between Christianity and humanism. The Bible is our starting point. I am writing this book to the tens of millions of persons in the United States who claim to believe in the Bible from cover to cover. Peter says, quote, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. End quote. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. I conclude that education also must begin with the house of God. We cannot change the hearts of others. We can witness to them by our words and our actions. Only God can change them. As those who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, we can determine how we are going to live. I believe the three major problems in education are humanism, humanism and humanism. The sad fact is that much of the humanism is right in the church, among God's people. What is humanism? Put simply, humanism is the worship of man. Paul speaks of those who worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. The creator-creature distinction is the most basic distinction there is. God is the creator. He is sovereign. He rules over all. He has made all things out of nothing. 
he is self-sufficient. Man, on the other hand, is a creature. He is dependent on his creator. In this book, I hope to convince you that parents are responsible for the education of their children and that education is to be God-centered. I will write from experience. I will cite facts. I will use reason. I may come up with a hundred and one different ways to try to convince you. But in the last analysis, the only case I can make is from Scripture. The ultimate authority for all things is God. God has revealed himself in two ways. One is natural revelation. The other is supernatural revelation. Natural revelation is God's revelation in nature. Quote, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. End quote. Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. The design of a snowflake reveals God. The regular appearance of Halley's Comet reveals God. The seasons, the transition from day to night, reveal God. All the world knows that God exists. But, as Paul says, quote, Because, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. End quote. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. What Paul is saying is that the non-believer has a revelation from God, but he chooses to worship man instead. That is humanism. The other way in which God makes himself known is by supernatural revelation. Natural revelation is sometimes called general revelation because it comes to everyone in the world. Supernatural revelation is referred to as special revelation because it comes to a special people, the saved God has preserved his supernatural or special revelation for us in the Bible. The Bible is God's word. It is true. The scriptures are profitable for all things. The Bible is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Psalm 119 verse 105. The Bible is our authority. The Bible is perfect. It is without error. The Bible is infallible. It cannot be wrong. I want to show from the Bible what the principles are that should guide us in education. If we depart from the Bible and argue on other grounds, then we are taking the humanist position. The authority for the humanist is man. The humanist may base his position on man in some collective form, such as the state, civil government. He may argue from philosophy, psychology, sociology, experience, history or whatever. He may even invoke the constitution or some law or laws of man. It will always boil down to one thing, man. The Great Debate in Education The humanist will say the Christian is authoritarian. The humanist is authoritarian also. He has his God, and that God is man. He has humanistic laws, humanistic methods, and humanistic goals. The humanist is also religious. Man is inescapably religious. Humanism is the religion of the humanist. Our starting point in life is all important. If we start with God and his word, we will look at all of life in one way. If we start with man, we will look at life in a far different way. 
The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.